This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Media turmoil continues when it comes to Senator Tuberville and comments made at a Trump rally in Nevada. Some state-based media outlets, as well as national news outlets, are reacting to Tuberville's comments when it comes to Democrats and criminals. Here's what he said. And I travel the country. I've never seen like the crime in this country. We all grew up respecting the police, our moral values, doing what we could do to help law enforcement in this country. The Democratic Party, they have a majority. They could stop this crime today. They said... Some people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit. They are not owed that. Many Democrats are accusing Tuberville of exposing his inherent racism by using the word reparation. That's a word that has been in the past associated with reparations to those who are descendants of American slaves who were freed at the end of the Civil War. The Alabama House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels is now calling the senator's comments extremely racist and divisive. Former Alabama Senator Doug Jones, who was beaten out of his position in Congress by Tuberville in 2020, was quick to put out a video response in which he called it a sign of white nationalism that was no doubt readily apparent with all of those MAGA Republicans at the rally. Uh, This racist rant at a MAGA rally uh, just can't go uncalled out. Somebody has just got to call bullshit on his bullshit. Is it just racist rant or is it ignorance? And I decided, you know, it's probably both. But you get into these MAGA extremist rallies that are going on around the country. Uh, in, in, in this case, in Nevada, um, and you get all whipped up and you get a crowd going into frenzy. There's probably Confederate battle flags flying like crazy throughout that car, car, crowd. There usually are, just like there was on January 6th. And it, it's, it's this white nationalist appeal that harkens back to a really dark time. 1819's executive editor Jeff Poor is calling it a man-made crisis and a dog whistle for a contrived narrative. He spoke recently with 1819 News reporter Craig Monger, who wrote about the Democrats' reaction in an article that's on the 1819 News website. Monger joined Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. This one was just so bizarre to me because before I had seen the the hubbub about it, I watched the quote, I I watched the, the, the video, and it was bewildering to me whenever I started to see people quoting him as saying, he said, reparations and not reparation, which which while semantically they don't have that much of a distinction, culturally they do. And seeing the extrapolations from him using the word reparations as they quoted him and really creating this this narrative that he was talking about the descendants of enslaved people uh, being criminals, it, it, it was really bizarre. And and like you said, there's a it, they definitely overplayed it. There's a there's a phenomenon that every hunter will be able to describe to you right whenever the dawn breaks and and you see in the tree line every every brown shrub begins to suddenly look like a deer. 
the, 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 the better part of wisdom, however, is you don't shoot at the brown shrub. Uh, whereas everyone in Alabama media and the, the Democratic Party seems to have taken out a cannon and blasted that shrub. I think that's a, a, a great way of framing it. And it's like it really shows their true stripes. They they really wanted to, to, to make this about like they're a little too eager. Like this is we're going to make this about race. And that's just going to that's going to make uh, the, the Democrat or left leaning philosophy on everything seem so much superior to that or the right. I mean, that that, that is what their objective is in my mind. However, I don't think uh, I don't think that's necessarily the role of our uh, of our uh, uh, media or what it should be. Ideally, a court order has been obtained by the U.S. Department of Labor in regards to an Alabama auto parts manufacturer. SL Alabama LLC makes parts for both Hyundai and Kia vehicles. The company is located in Alexander City. The court order that was filed is to stop the company from employing 13 to 15-year-olds and to prohibit the shipment of any goods that were produced through the use of child labor. An investigation by U.S. attorneys this past September found that SL Alabama LLC did engage in employing young workers under the age of 14 and minors under the age of 15 were placed in the manufacturing area. The company must also pay over $30,000 in civil penalties for this violation and they must hire a third party to provide child labor training to management and subcontractors. The autopsy results of a Florida woman who was found in a shallow grave in St. Clair County, Alabama, does not provide the clarity that is needed for her case. Cassie Carley went missing this past March. Her body was then located in April on property in Springville that belonged to her estranged boyfriend. Carly was last seen meeting that boyfriend, Mark Spinevolo, in a parking lot regarding their shared custody of a four-year-old girl. The autopsy done by the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences ruled her cause and manner of death as undetermined. Spinevolo has not yet been charged with Carly's death, but he has been charged with tampering with evidence and giving police false information in a missing persons case. Well, be sure and head to the 1890 News website for more Alabama stories, including the article put out by Erica Thomas that lists in detail all the state lawmakers from both parties who have been willing to accept campaign donations from the Alabama Education Association. The Alabama Republican Party strongly disagrees with any of its candidates taking money from a teacher's union, but that has not slowed down certain Republicans from doing so. You can read more about it at 1819news.com. The Biden administration apparently sought to delay the cut in oil production by OPEC at least until after the midterm elections. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that officials from within the White House reached out to Saudi Arabia asking them to delay the planned oil production cuts at least a week out from when Americans will go to the polls to vote on whether or not to return their congressmen back to Washington, D.C. The Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, known as OPEC, announced that they would be cutting down crude oil production by 2 million barrels a day. The Wall Street Journal claims that Saudi Arabia officials saw this as a political maneuver by the Biden administration and refused to take part and may have even bumped up their timeline for the slowdown in oil production. A spokeswoman from within the National Security Council says that the Wall Street Journal is getting it wrong and that this effort was not politically motivated by Biden, but was regarding a short-sighted decision that would impact the global economy. 
Also, the Biden administration has interacted with justices on the U.S. Supreme Court. Apparently, the U.S. Supreme Court is considering an emergency appeal from Trump's attorneys when it comes to a lower court's decision on an arbiter or special master appointed following the FBI raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. The U.S. Justice Department sent a 32-page document to the U.S. Supreme Court urging them to steer clear of this entire legal battle, saying that the case involves extremely sensitive government records. Well, she's no longer associated with Democrats. Former Hawaii Congresswoman and 2020 presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard launched her first podcast and web show this week with the explanation of why she joined Democrats in the first place when she was 21 years old. Uh, I was inspired by Democrats who stood up against the war in Vietnam. I was inspired by those who here in Hawaii fought for plantation workers who were being abused and exploited by wealthy landowners, but had nobody to stand up for them and be their voice. I was inspired by leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy. I was drawn to the ideals of a big tent, inclusive Democratic Party that stood up for working men and women, that stood up for the little guy. Gabbard says a lot has changed since then, to the point that she can no longer consider herself to be aligned with the Democrat Party platform. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It's now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, and who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police, who protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Well, the Igor Danchenko trial is underway in Washington, D.C., and the first witness that was called by special counsel John Durham has already dropped a bombshell claim. Brian Auten worked in counterintelligence analysis for the FBI. Auten told the court that former FBI Director James Comey offered Christopher Steele $1 million to corroborate the allegations that were against Trump that were written down in the Steele dossier. This was all happening during the 2016 presidential campaign. Steele was unable or unwilling to take that offer by Comey. But despite there being no corroboration from Steele, Comey still used that dossier as viable cause to apply for surveillance permission on certain members of the Trump presidential campaign. Danchenko is one of the Russian nationals who was used by Steele to make the claims that were written in that dossier against Trump. Danchenko is being charged by Durham with making false statements to the FBI. The Canadian government plans to lift even more restrictions on assisted suicide and dance even closer with death than ever before. The Canadian Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that assisted suicide was a constitutional right. In 2016, the Canadian Parliament passed the Medical Assistance in Dying Act, which created entities to help a person with their suicide as long as they show just cause. Assisted suicides now account for 3% of all yearly deaths in that country. Now coming in 2023, the government is going to further expand the eligibility requirements for a person who wants to kill themselves to include the mentally ill and mature minors. 
That's right, minors, those under the age of 18. The Department of Justice in Canada has deemed that parents will not be considered in such cases if the minor is sufficiently mature enough to make their own treatment decisions, and that would include assisted suicide. This will make Canada not only the most permissive government when it comes to assisted suicide, but the most dismissive of parental rights and notification. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. As he says to the state of Alabama, show me the money. The numbers don't lie. Alabama has more cash on hand than we've ever had, more than what was needed to sustain current operations. Most recent reports are that we made budget just 10 months into the fiscal year, meaning that our revenues are currently exceeding our appropriations. The legislature also just passed the largest education and general fund budgets ever in the history of the state a few months ago. That takes effect for the next fiscal year, meaning they suspect the revenues that we have will remain at or above current levels for the foreseeable future. We also have massive tranches of federal relief dollars that have yet to be spent or even allocated. In short, the availability of money is not the issue. Okay, well, next question then. Maybe the leadership in Montgomery doesn't believe they can use the excess funds that came from all the massive COVID relief to give the citizens a tax break. Wrong again. It was actually our own Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall who helped to lead a national fight against the Biden administration and won a ruling that says that COVID relief dollars can in fact be used to provide tax relief. You heard me. Massive amounts of excess funds still exist, which must by act of Congress be allocated by a certain date. And one of the things that those funds can be spent on is tax relief. The legislature has had massive amounts of COVID relief dollars, so much so they even had to have a separate appropriation bill earlier this year outside of the usual budgeting process to allocate over a billion dollars in excess funds. And what did they spend it on? They spent every bit of it on government. They could have waived the grocery tax of that amount for three years. They could have lifted the gas tax for at least six months. They could have lowered the corporate income tax rate. They could have adjusted things related to personal income taxes, but instead... They chose to spend it on government. Alabama's government has grown at a faster rate than blue states in other parts of the nation. The legislature has increased the gas tax and declined to offer any meaningful tax relief, while red and blue states around the nation are doing so. The citizens of this state should be on the phone to Montgomery yelling, show me the money. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. And I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 